Welcome to Pulling Dance Buddy Clubbers. We had a small technical issue and we joined Liz, Janice, Lynette, and Nettie very early in their conversation. Thank you. Reality that's expected there? Yes. So, I mean, you absolutely can, but it's like totally against the rules. No, I know like it's against it, the rules. I'm wondering, is it admissible in evidence? Like, yes. Yeah, yeah okay. So, so yeah. it's not protected, like, because uh, I know, like, spousal, there's spousal privilege, and then there's medical authority privilege. So, like, if you're treating somebody, you know, there's that doctor-patient confidentiality, same with your nurse and things like that. But so no, but people in your the, support group could totally narc on you. They absolutely can. Yeah. Um, but they're not going to be taken seriously because, A, they're addicts yeah. themselves, and, B, it's hearsay. Yeah. But, yes, they absolutely can. And um, the only person who it would be more of a gray area is the leader of the group. Right. Because they would be seen as the therapist in charge or the counselor in charge, and that's where the big confidentiality is. But between, you know, like just the other people in the group, no, there's not a legal – they can say – it's a confidential environment, and I don't want to say anything, but it's way easier to force them to. Yeah. Like, they could very easily just be told by a judge, you have to, not even fully subpoenaed. Okay. Just, no, you have to answer the question. So. That's sketchy. Well, I don't I don't know, like, the ins and outs of those. All I know is that, like, for instance, um, I used to work in a group home that had uh, chemically addicted and any time I'd bring them to their NA meetings, I always just waited outside, so I never heard anything they said. Yeah. <laughs> that, and that is absolutely the right thing to do in that situation. There's a lot of breaking of the rules in this thing, by the way. Like, how oh. does Felix have a cell phone? Not Felix, sorry. Vic. Yeah. How does Vic have a cell phone in rehab? Like, I understand... The Angelus re- gave it to him. Uh, and, 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 and then... Well, I guess I guess he could have snuck it, yeah. But still, yeah. Like, and he's constantly able to leave and go to the parking lot. That I find sketchy as well. Yeah. Because like I well, know some, he was. Some places allow smoking, and so if yeah, but usually they have a smoking them. section. Yeah. Yeah. And like I know he was allowed to leave to go get his see the doctor with his finger. Like that's why he wasn't at the support group in the beginning last episode. Um, right. But I just don't understand how he's able to. You know, just go outside. And... Well, it seems to be um, the type of place that has people who have to be there, yeah. i.e. Allison, and people who check themselves in and can easily check themselves out. And with that kind of place, there's a lot more freedom because legally they can't hold you there. Well, legally they can't hold Allison there either. She had to check herself in also. But That's that true. doesn't mean that the rules aren't going to apply to her. If you're staying here, you have to abide by the rules. And that means no outside influences unsupported. The other thing I had a huge problem with is, I'm sorry, they're doing a role-playing thing in front of their kids? Yeah. Yeah. What is that? That is so crazy. They would never do that. No, not only was it in front of other people, it was in front of the kids. And that's just totally not appropriate. Like, I understand if they were in front of their support group and the other people's significant others were there, that might be okay because it's seen, well... This is how other people relate to their significant others, but the whole like right. 
Oh man. And then and then when Donnie starts talking about withholding affection and you can see their kids are sitting right there. Yeah. Right, right there. That is so inappropriate. And poor Sarah trying to be Allison being Donnie and just wanting to defend Allison because Donnie's a moron, but trying not to be Sarah but still having to be Donnie. <laughs> this is this is the like, only time we really see her screw up. Yeah, she was like, Wait, what? Oh, I'm being Allison being Donnie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, then, and then she has a bit of an accent come out and he's like, now who yeah. are you being? Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was pretty great. Yeah. <sighs> I love the way um, she's in the room and, and that the, I guess it's the counselor comes to the door and like, wow, does she switch into, into Allison? You know, her voice, yeah. her voice just changes immediately. Yeah. It yeah. Was, it was she's wonderful. immediately like, Oh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Little noises. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I love how Allison gets so offended that she's, like, wearing her stuff. She's like, get that off of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. Uh, right. And then, well, since we're, since we're in rehab and we're talking about Sarah being Allison. Oh, can we? Donnie. Oh. Sorry. This is at the beginning of the episode, but can we please talk about the gloves she made, Vic? Oh, oh God, no, yeah. Without yes. finger. It took me the second watch for me to realize that the finger was missing. But I just love that. Who else would they be for? And she shakes the one missing the finger. <laughs> and she's so proud of them. And she's, honestly, you can see how much time she put into it. Because it's not just all one color. Yeah. Like, there's patterns. And every finger is a different color. And the stub has its own color. Mm-hmm. And she managed to do it with, like, one working hand. Yeah. yeah. That is amazing. And she's so proud of it. And Donnie's just like, the fuck? You mean yeah. no, uh, Vic? Vic. Vic, is Vic yeah. yeah. Uh, Vic all is the guys' Vic. names are interchangeable, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he's like, uh, okay, where am I going to wear those? I, I can't be a tough gangster with different right? colored fingers. I would totally wear those, by the way. Oh, they were adorable. But she was so like, I made them for you. And he's just, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Wasn't and then he leaves them. Didn't and she, she did, go ahead? Oh, uh, didn't she give them to you right after she said she killed what's her yeah. name? Yeah, <laughs> that he's got that look like I say this is like surreal. <laughs> I killed Ainsley. I made you some gloves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Allison is such a cuckoo. Oh, she really, she really is. And then Donnie, remember that social, oh. that sociology class. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The guy with the club palette. <laughs> the club so, palette. Lynette, were you surprised uh, when Donnie saw Sarah and Allison in the room at the same time? Were you surprised that he didn't realize? I, I really kind of was. I really thought he was a lot more involved in this. Um, and the reason, reason I did is because he got in the car with Dr. Leakey and she was talking about how much trouble she was. So mm-hmm. I, I really thought he knew more than he did. So it was a surprise to me when he was so surprised. And and I'm with Sarah. He, you know, I could tell he wasn't faking it. It was real. I was screaming, I knew it, at my iPad because I was like, I totally knew it. Like, I kept thinking, Donnie just doesn't know. He's just farting Donnie, you know? I mean, uh-huh. there, there's no way they're going to give him this kind of a secret. And right. all I can think, though, is like, oh, social experiment. So, like, did he at least get paid for all this stuff? I hope so. <laughs> well, I would think you would have to, 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 
Yeah, yeah. To be to keep interest interested in it for so many years, I think yeah. there would have to be a financial incentive uh, for him to do it, right? Yeah, no, definitely. Including when she starts suspecting him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, he's not going to. He's we already know. talked about um, the fact that we where where how does how did how is how does he get his money, you know how how is it that they live in such a nice house? He doesn't seem to have he doesn't seem to be all that with it, mm. you know to have such a you know to have such a high salary to get, live in such a nice place. Yeah. Well, we don't know what he does. It's true. No, but he seems like such an idiot. <laughs> he does, but clearly he's got university. <laughs> yeah, they did go to university together. Yeah. Um, well, we uh, we know he plays golf. Yes. <laughs> so he probably has some sort of job where he has to sign contracts with old white dudes on a golf course. <laughs> yes, that's the job. Um, insurance. Maybe, yeah. maybe he's so visibly upset. You can tell when she starts talking about uh, people coming into the house. And examining yeah. her and probing her, and he's like, "Wait, wait, what? What? Yeah. I just thought it, that was so sweet, and, I, and it's that moment that I start feeling for Donnie. Exactly. Yeah, and and that's when we we finally see how much they love each other, even though they don't necessarily see it yeah. themselves. But she, you know, I was so in love with you, and you ruined us, and he's doing the wait. People touched you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like I had no, I thought I was just supposed to talk about our marriage. Like I had no idea what this was. Like I would not have done it if I had known anything. Yeah. And so, you and know, she, I, she's not hearing that, and she's just going off. But then you realize that she actually cares about him because she's like, "I loved you when we built a family," and and it's like, "Wow, okay, Allison actually cares." See the passion. Yeah. Right. And her. Right. And then and they did this really interesting thing, like after they were, you know, hugging and everything, and he, he realized that they had done things to her without him knowing. He, he kind of gave that sideways look to the camera, like just to keep yeah. us a little bit, even suspecting still, up until the time he shot, he got leaky in the car and shot him. And then it was like, it, that confirmed it to me. This guy is just had no idea what was going on, you know. No, he really, he really didn't know what was going on, and he... I think is actually for the first time terrified of losing his wife. And, and understands your behavior now. Yeah. Yeah. And he was so confusing Sarah there. It was so great. It was it's, just perfect. I love how they're, they're getting into it and then Sarah just flips her hood up and sneaks out and right, right. sneaks out behind yeah. her. <laughs> exactly. And I just, I, I am so happy that I was wrong about Donnie. I just really am. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I'm excited that he's in the clone club now though. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because this is going to be really interesting. No, it really is. And I just, Dr. Leaky, poor Leaky. He thought he was running everything. And then Marianne turns out to be on Rachel's side because Rachel got there first. Yeah. And, you know, Rachel says, don't get in your car. Don't go home. You might survive. I guess nature prevails. I thought, so she said, I thought she said nurture prevails. Yeah, she nurture. did say nurture. I'm so sorry. Yeah. She said nurture prevails. And then, you know, he's walking down the street. He can't get a taxi. He can't go home. You know, he's lost his entire project. And then, you know, here's this fat lump, this 
turn up. I love how he, like, laughs in Donnie's face, and I just want to punch him in the face when he does that. Right? And he, what is he? Yeah, he calls Donnie a turn up. Listen to me, you turn up. Like, he's so uninterested that Donnie is there. He doesn't care. And then Donnie starts throwing around guns, and you know it's not going to end well, because Donnie's a moron, as we have discussed. Mm -hmm. And just when, when that red splattered that windshield... And the look on his face, oh my goodness gracious. Oh my By the way. I think I had a mirror image on my face. Clearly, Donnie has not had the lessons in handguns that Allison has. Clearly. Clear story. I'm thinking he took one of Allison's guns and, um, and not one of the untraceables. And I'm thinking yeah. he does not have his pal. So he he uh, his license he does not have a license because otherwise he would not have been so stupid. Um, <laughs> that was very very unsafe. Very unsafe. It was so unsafe and just so you knew shit was gonna go wrong, but you didn't know that's how it was gonna go wrong. Like when he slams his hand and the gun down on the steering wheel, but I did not expect that. I was almost anticipating it only because I'm sitting there going, can you get your hand off the trigger? Can you stop pointing the gun at him? Because that's what I think every time I'm watching TV and people are, like, pointing no, the gun. No, definitely. And I, I'm just like, what are you doing? Stop, stop. And then he slams it. I'm like, that's why you don't put your hand on the trigger. <laughs> See, for me, I was I was expecting a struggle. Mm. And Leaky was going to end up shooting Donnie oh. in the struggle. Oh. Like, that's what I thought was going to happen. Oh, thank God that didn't happen. And then Leaky would be there like, well, fuck, <laughs> you know, now I'm being hunted by this group that can find me. And I've just shot this turnip in his car. What am I going to do now? Like, that's really what I was expecting. And so I just was so knowing it was going to happen and knowing exactly when and how it was going to happen. I was still kind of shocked <laughs> rewatching it. To take notes. Yeah, I really had no idea it was going to end because I didn't think that Donnie would be so angry he'd just shoot Leaky because I don't think that's Donnie, you know. He just really wanted to scare him. Yeah. And he, you know, scared his brains out. He did it. So, Cal or Kasima? Oh, for the next storyline? Yeah. Let's go to Kasima. Oh, yeah. Delphine. Delphine, bad move. Okay. Well, first of all, I'd like to talk about the continuing um, medical procedure porn. Yeah, that just is (laughs) icky. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, I don't think that I would have been that into that if I was having that done at that particular moment. Um, That was a little weird for me. I feel like yeah, that was there, written by somebody who's never had a speculum inside um, of It had to have been. Yeah. Because the last thing on your mind when that's happening <laughs> is <laughs> anything to do with sex. Yeah. yeah that was or tenderness way, or anything. Yeah, there's, that there's was some tenderness there. way too intimate. And, and that was the old-fashioned I mean, medical one. Uh, medical one, sorry. The old-fashioned metal ones, not the nice new plastic ones. So that thing was cold. It was. And you know that jelly was cold, too. Oh, yeah. Everything everything was cold. And it just, I, no, no, that's not, no. You don't want to be touched. 
<laughs> no, you do not. You absolutely do not. <laughs> no, and <sighs> so I'll yeah, get a point whole... off of that for at least. Yeah, yeah, that whole well, and that whole scene was just a little uh, too close to home for me right now. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And so, like, all I could think of is if they had allowed my husband in the room, like, I may have let him hold my hand. But your lips aren't coming anywhere near me when people are messing with my arousal noticeable noticeable area. Like, I don't want to be aroused when something like this is happening. No. I'm just clenched. Yeah. (laughs) You don't get to be smooching me and, like, no, it was just. Yeah, but the sciencey nerd in me was really excited to see the polyps in her uterus. Yes, that was neat. Because I am weird. But yeah, I was. Uh, that was really cool to see exactly what we were talking about um, so that we could uh, have a better understanding. And actually, this plot line is what's going to get my husband into the show. Oh, yeah? Because we were talking about clones and how they would be sick within one generation. And I was like, <clears throat> Orphan Black, you know that show I podcast about? That's awesome. And so he was like, oh, maybe I need to give it another try. Yes, yes, you do. We will start tomorrow. <laughs> so I'm going to end up rewatching before season three. Oh, darn. I know. Darn it. But yeah, so... Um, and Delphine lying to her or, or omitting the truth uh, and trying to pull Scott in on it. That was not that was not acceptable. That was not a surprise to me. Like, everybody loves Delphine, but I still don't trust her. No, I'm not surprised she did that at all. No. Uh, because I think she's 100% right that Cosima wouldn't have done it. But uh, so and Cosima had absolutely every right to not want it done. But, yeah, I knew as soon as, uh, what's his name, Scott said that it was from a niece or a daughter, yep. uh, that Kasima would be like, no, she hasn't given her consent. She's not old enough. Like, this is not okay. Yeah. And kudos to Scott for, like, pressing Delphine on this. Yeah. You know? Like, I, I give him a lot of credit because he was already told, you can't tell Kasima. I'm your boss. You can't tell Kasima. And then he went back to her again at a different time. Yeah. No, I agree. Like, he... And he still doesn't know that Kasima is the clone. No. Yeah. But he and he, but he was still like, I don't want to keep anything from her. Right. And I think that's really important. He is such a good little sidekick. Even if he Kasima is, doesn't see it. Yeah. He's going to be their Donnie. Mm-hmm. Post, no, post knowledge. <laughs> right. So, um, all right. So the stem cells are coming from Kira. Lynette, what right. are your thoughts on that? Like, do you think, do you think it's something that Sarah is going to be behind, you know, using Kira to help Kasima get better? Do you think, I don't know, just what are your thoughts on what's ha- going to happen? I don't know. I don't think that Sarah is going to be really open to this. It's going to have to be very non-invasive for her to let Kira get involved in this. Uh, The thing that thinks that maybe she will allow it to happen is because Kira wants it to happen. And Kira took took matters into her own hands and pulled her own tooth. And I think Sarah will 
want to prevent that happening again. So she's aware that her daughter will do anything to help her family. So she will try to steer it to a more safe way of doing it. That's what I think. Okay. Has Kira met Kasima yet? I don't think so. I don't no, think she's. So. I think she's seen her maybe or heard her. Or maybe on Skype. Skype. Yeah. But she hasn't in person seen her, no. Right. That's pretty strong for Kira to have that reaction for somebody that, I mean, I know it looks just like her mom, and I know she she's like, these are my aunts. But it just seems like such a strong reaction um, for Kira to have for somebody that she's never met physically. Although it doesn't surprise me. I think um, I think Kira's the kind of kid that would just do that anyway. You know, oh, I can help yeah. somebody. Yeah, I can help somebody and it's not going to end me. Yeah, that's cool. Whatever you need. I think right. Kira's more willing to put herself in danger than um, anyone else is. Yes. But I totally get like, I don't know. I, I feel like, um, like uh, I think it's Cal is like, no, we can't do this. Like, I get that fear because it's like, well, if if we let them have her stem cells, if we start down this path, then they're just going to want more and more and more. And she's going to become the subject of their study. And that's exactly. Scary. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, Nutty, I, I I agree about the not completely trusting Delphine. I don't I don't trust her. I think she has real feelings, but I don't trust her. And also, um I think it was somebody mentioned this in the Facebook group, but when we first met her, she was sleeping with Dr. Leakey. And then yep. what, that just stopped? Like, I don't know. Well, it's not because she's in love with Casino. Yeah. Or at least that's what we're I mean, led to believe. He wanted her to sleep with Cosima. He wanted her to get close to Cosima any way, to any way she could. Yeah. Right. Hmm. But I do absolutely believe that she loves him. You think her? Delphine loves. Yeah, her. Oh, I absolutely believe Delphine loves Cosima. Okay. But just because you love someone doesn't mean that you're going to respect their boundaries. No, absolutely their not. Respect body autonomy. <laughs> no, I, I agree with that. But I, what I'm saying is I don't think she's pretending to be in the relationship. No, I don't think she's pretending either. I just. I don't think she's pre- pretending to enjoy their intimacy and their sex life and all of that. I, I believe she truly does love uh, Delphi or Cosima. I think she may have pretended in the beginning, like, you know, when she was crying. After sex, right. like I'm sorry, but obviously there's something wrong if you're crying. Um, especially the way that she handled it. It wasn't a I'm crying because I'm so happy. It's oh I, I just cry after sex. Well, I think you have intimacy issues. Um, yeah, you need to address that. Uh, but but um, you know, not that I'm judging anyone. You know, if you cry after sex, it's fine. <laughs> just hopefully right. you can you can find some way to talk to people and figure out what the issue is. Um, but like they don't talk about that kind of stuff anymore and they seem very nurturing and it's great. But at the same time, I don't really trust her. And this is just proof as to why, because she's not going to care. You know, it's, I'm going to save your life at any cost. Right. I don't care if it's something that you wouldn't do. And that's not cool. Right. 
anytime anybody makes a decision for you about your life without your yeah. consent, whether they do it in love or whatever, uh, that is, you know, that is completely wrong. It's completely, completely wrong. Absolutely. Yeah. And you can't trust people like that because you never know what they're going to do next to you. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that's something we're going to see pretty quickly. And that's what this show is all about, isn't it? Yes. Um, this show is full of gray areas, and I really, really like that because life is full of gray areas. Yeah. Life isn't always just black and white. I do think, by the way, scientifically, that it's very interesting that the stem cells that they need uh, are coming from Kira. Okay. Because she is the offspring of a mutated clone. Because the thing is, when you think about it, uh, Sarah is not an exact clone. Sarah and Helena are not really clones. I mean, they are and they aren't. They've mutated. Um, because they, they split into two eggs. Right. Exactly. Two zygotes. Okay, yeah. Um, and that's why they're able to have children. That's why Helena's, uh, organs are on the other side of her body. Um, so they are mutations. And that's why I don't think Sarah will get sick. Because I think that whatever the, I don't know why a respiratory illness is connected to the uterus, but, uh, whatever is preventing them from having children is the respiratory illness, is connected to the respiratory illness. Um, right. Uh, I still believe that the them not being able to have kids is part of the design, and okay. the respiratory illness is probably a side effect as a flaw. I hope, I hope that they didn't also program in a time limit for the clones. Uh, that would be super horrible. Yeah. I mean, sterilizing them from the get-go is pretty horrible to begin with, like, because you're thinking about people. But I can see it being done when people are thinking, well, we're trying to be completely scientific here. I mean, like, for instance, Duncan and um, whatever Rachel's mom's name was uh, were supposed to be raising Rachel like Leaky did, but they didn't. They loved her. So... Mm. Leaky, Leaky had to get rid of them so that she could be raised the way she was supposed to. Um, you know, cold, uh, as the, like, as like the control group, right? And, okay. um, so I can see that very m- methodical thinking about it, but I really, really, really hope that they did not plan an expiration date for these clones, because that would be really horrible. Yeah. Uh, I, I honestly don't think they did because, um, Leaky gave them the stem cells. Yeah. And he brought Kasima on to help study them. If he, if there was a time limit, um. Well, but that would be assuming that Leaky knows about all of this stuff. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, because Leaky wasn't around in the beginning, right? Correct. From what right. we know, he's kind of been brought on later. And he was a Well, part... no, he was, he was there because he's the one who lit the fire. Yeah, that's true. But she was so, like eight. He, yeah. So he may not have completely known everything. Yeah. And they 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 said that they didn't have they didn't have the genome, right? Mm-hmm. They have the genome, but they don't have the explanation of the sequences. Oh, okay. So they have the original. I thought they said they lost the genome. I thought the that's original. what they said too. Yeah. Well, they have somebody's genome because well, they have Kasima's genome, right. but they don't have the. Original. They don't have what okay. they were yeah. cloned from. Correct. Which makes me think that if Leaky 
had been involved, he would have that answer and he would know why these things were happening. But then again, I'm just running off of this assumption. I mean, I also had the assumption that there were different uh, clone groups. Like I thought Sarah was part of a different clone group. And that's been proved well, there, wrong. <laughs> there are different clone groups because uh, Duncan wasn't the only implantation team. Okay. He said that in the last episode, that they weren't the only fertilizers. Huh. Uh, there was other implantation teams. So while Sarah, I believe, is part of Cosima's yeah. and Allison's and Train Jumper slash Beth. And Katia, uh, Katia Obinger. Yeah, and, and all of them. Um, so there could be, there like, are, other clones there, out there. There could be more. Or Sarah. No, because Sarah was originally yeah. supposed to be for them and then Cosima. So Sarah and Cosima are at least in the same group. So, yeah, they could all be in the same group. And then there was another group that was born a year later, a year before, or whatever. Yeah, how that's we, true. How do we know that? Well, because there was different implantation teams. So this is just speculation that there could be other groups that are older or younger or whatever because uh, Duncan said they weren't the only implantation team. Right. I understand that. But just because they're not the, the same team, does that mean they'd have to be so far, I mean, a year apart? I'm just no. one. I just. No, I it, it just probably doesn't make that much sense. I was just, I, it doesn't matter that much. I was just wondering. But I was wondering. Well, no, and that could also just be for longitudinal, longitudinally, longitudinally, uh, to keep the study going over different time frames mm-hmm. and to create different generations. Well, and, and having different teams is most likely, you know, if one fails, then maybe the other will succeed, that sort of a thing. So just because right. they're right. the only implant, they weren't the only implantation team does not mean that they, that they all succeeded. Like there may have been some failures. There may have been su- some successes. There may have been other people that, you know, disappeared like, uh, uh, Sarah and Helena's host, uh, there's all sorts of things that could happen. But right. that's that is something to think about. Um but yeah, I don't I don't I don't know. It's interesting. The 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 science is interesting. So anyway, so in my head I think it's interesting that the offspring of a mutated clone is the answer to this this problem. And so if they can fix the respiratory problem, do you think they can fix them being able to have kids or or is that going to be like they're already permanently scarred? That's well. I mean, if you tried to, if you're building that in, presumably that's not something you could change easily. Yeah. I mean, that's I'm not. Although, I mean, well, I'm trying to think. I, I don't know enough about reproduction to understand what you would and what what would make someone sterile. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, we still well, don't know having, what they did. Right. Having something in your uterus will pretty much make you sterile mm. because it will affect um, everything. Right. If the uterine lining is so disturbed, so damaged, chances of a, a child implanting into the wall are going to be very rare. Uh, yeah. I mean, it may make them, it may change it to the point where if there's a remote possibility they could get pregnant, but I'm guessing that the damage is so severe already that it's very unlikely. Yeah, they may be able to reverse the lungs because they seem to be catching, like for Cosima, they caught her lungs fairly young mm-hmm. or yeah. fairly quickly, 
and they started administering it, so they may be able to. Well, and your uh, your lungs are a regenerating organ. They are a regenerating right. organ, and yeah. they can remove bad tissue too. So, yeah. right, right, and and also they might be able to stop it, mm-hmm. but not necessarily reverse it. Right. right. Okay. I um. I think I mentioned this in my feedback last week. I just find it so interesting that it seems to me that most of the clones have like this desire to want children and then they can't. And it's just, it's so sad for them all. I just find that so sad. Um, And then of course, you know, Sarah wasn't exactly interested in it and it just happened, which I guess is kind of how it is in life, isn't it? It's a pain in the ass. But I loved seeing Allison greeting her kids at rehab and I love you know like she's never she's never made it out like her kids aren't her kids those are her freaking kids and I love that Mm -hmm. no they yeah very much and um it was it's it's really obvious how much she loves them even if she is kind of just a cold person in general yeah you know and I think as far as Sarah uh uh, Kira may have been an accident, but she is a vicious, vicious mother who, you know, mother lion who will do anything for that child. And absolutely, she may she may steer off course, but everything is all about Kira uh, in one way yes, or another. No, it absolutely is. And the only one I haven't heard ever say anything about not be you know being sad they can't have children is Kasima, and I'm not sure why. Yeah, I, I agree. She's the only one that's never really lamented not being able to have kids. Um, but she was definitely interested. You know, she's like, why didn't you tell us about this? You know, and yeah. and so there's that. Like, mm-hmm. it was almost like a hopeful, wait a minute, what do you mean you can mm-hmm. have kids? What's different about you? Right. Yeah. Right. So maybe she had just resigned herself to the fact that she couldn't. Well, and maybe she did, thought, well, it's not something to think about for a while because, you know, it's not going to happen accidentally with and, you know, yeah, and she, method. How did she, yeah. how yeah. did she know she, how did Cosima know she couldn't have kids? Uh, her first pelvic exam. Oh. Yeah. I mean, if you have, if you have those kind of polyps in your uterus, it's going to be obvious during your first pelvic exam. But she doesn't seem to have known that. I mean, when she gets sick, it seems that doesn't that whole thing seem to be a surprise to you? I mean, to to her. Well, you probably the fact wouldn't... that they're linked. Yeah, I'm sorry. Seems to be a surprise. The fact the fact that they're linked seems to be a surprise, but it doesn't necessarily mean that she didn't know about the um, about them in the first place, or she could have just been told, "Oh, you have cysts that render you uh, sterile." Mm-hmm. Or that would make it very unlikely for you to have children if you engaged in um, opposite sex intercourse. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, I would think that she there's would. There's a lot of ways for yeah, because I mean, she would have been if she had been out as a lesbian from very young. Which living in Berkeley with kind of heavy parents, it seems like that's a strong possibility. She wouldn't have needed a pap and pelvic at the same age that a sexually active straight girl would need one. Um, so, you know, she may have found out at like 20 first pap and pelvic. Oh, there's some growths, you know, these mean that you wouldn't be able to have kids. And, you know, the doctor, you know, having no reason to think of them as cancerous wouldn't do anything other than, Oh, you have these cysts. 
they're fairly common. Can I can I uh, can I just throw a public service announcement here about that? That that is a misnomer that has been uh, put out by the medical profession that if you okay. are uh, of engaged in safe sex activity only, that you do not need to have a, a pap and pelvic like everyone else. You absolutely do, uh, uh, oh, no. and you, you have to. You do you, need them, but it's not as uh, – you do need them. I'm sorry. That was – the way I said it was wrong. No, no, it's but not it's, what you said. It's, it is a very common misconception in the medical uh, community, and that – I just want to make sure everybody understands that they're wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, and in the a lot of times, like, they'll tell you, like, oh, you don't need to get a pelvic until you're sexually active, and that's also wrong because yeah. they actually prefer you to get pelvics um, uh, enough years before you're sexually active so they have a baseline to go from. But um, it's a pretty traumatic experience that many women don't get one until after they're sexually active because Correct. – you're not quite yeah. ready for that. Well, and like, um, I had ovarian cysts when I was younger, mm-hmm. and uh, my pediatrician would not, because of the HMO I had, being under 18, I couldn't see an OBGYN unless my pediatrician recommended me to one. So I couldn't get a full exam from an OBGYN until I actually had to be hospitalized for the cyst. Yeah. And it, my pediatrician was overridden, and that wasn't until four months before I turned 18. Yeah. And so with some ins- insurances, it's really hard to start getting paps and pelvics before you're sexually active, depending on your age. Yeah. And it's 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 really sad because it's a very important – sorry, this is turning into a PSA, but it's a very important thing for ladies and, and – or rather, it's very important for people with uteruses – to uh, make sure that they are up on that and that they are checking that out because it's it's one of those sneaky little things that can get in there. And uh, if your HMO, if you are in the States and your HMO does not cover it, you can always go to a Planned Parenthood and get that taken care yes. of. Yes. And they will help Absolutely. Um, thankfully, in Canada, it seems to be pretty much covered uh, thanks to the health system. So, yay! And when you're, yay. If you're lucky... After you've been getting them for about 10 years, you get to go a couple of years without getting one. That's fantastic. It's exciting. Oh, I'm so excited. I know, me too. (laughs) Until you get to be back up at my age where you get to have to do everything and once a year, everything. Yes. (laughs) Yes. But you get a break. Yeah. But yeah. You get a little break. You get a little break. Just because you uh, uh, are not having, um, you know, Intercourse with the opposite gender does not mean you do not need to get things checked. Exactly. Yes. Okay, so. moving on. Moving on. <laughs> moving on from the PSA. Sorry. <laughs> okay, where were we now? I'm just thinking about that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, um, we were talking about why didn't Cosima, why did Cosima know that she, how did Cosima know that she couldn't have kids and why did she not expect herself to get sick? I think the thing is that she probably found out at some point if if she didn't know already after she met the other clones and discovered that they couldn't because we know Beth found out that she couldn't because it's mentioned in season one how upset she was. We know that Allison knows that she couldn't because of the whole adoption thing. So if Cosima didn't know from a previous exam, she probably went and got herself checked after finding out about the other clones. But I don't think that she would have assumed that just because they all can't have kids that they would all get sick with this respiratory thing because 
she probably didn't know if Katya could have kids. And both Allison and Beth weren't having any respiratory problems at all. Right. So she may have assumed that was a step Allison. Right, and so far Allison doesn't seem to be displaying any problems. Which is why it's so surprising to me that this these uterine polyps are connected to a respiratory system. Yeah. Well, it could be the type. Well, and they could. The term polyp is a generalization. Yeah. So they're not necessarily. It's not saying ovarian cysts are now in your lungs. It is a weird growth that is also in your uterus has now, to use a cancer term here, metastasized to your lungs. So if we think about it in the form of a cancer, okay, so it's it, spread. It's kind of easy for it to spread. And you know, uh, and like you were mentioning last time, um, that if, if this is a lymphatic problem, it would go through the entire body. Um, yeah, I guess that would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. This is medical cast this time. Yeah. <laughs> That's. I mean, it's a medical episode. It's totally fine. Yeah. And it's a show about clones. Yeah. I find this stuff fascinating, and I know some people may find it gross, but I find it fascinating. <laughs> I do, too. That's why I ended up being a nurse, and because it is fascinating. For me. <laughs> <laughs> it is fascinating. I agree. Okay. So, Cal. 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 Cal loves Kira, and I think he's still really fond of Sarah. Yeah. And I think he knows more than he's letting on. Oh, I definitely think so, too. Definitely. That whole, like, I know what you are. You're a Pisces. You're a Pisces. A Pisces. Yeah, yeah he knows more, and but he, I think he is one of the same, you know, he's of the same clone club kind of thing, except for his whole focus is going to be on Kira, like Mrs. Yeah. S. Yeah. So I, I think, think he'll also, do anything to protect her. Yeah, I agree. I think also he realizes that if he... If he tells her that he knows, she may run. Yeah. Or if he speculates too much, she may run. Yeah. I think he's being very careful with what he says. Right. And I specifically like, I especially like when he tells her, you know, he gets Kira into the car and he has her, uh, you know, he's like, do you remember that number we practiced? The fact that he practiced his phone number with her yeah. is so telling. I can't tell you how many times I did that with my uh, with my own nieces. He's like, you know you can call me at any time. What's my number again? Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, and I liked their little their little banter. You want to come inside? Oh, I'm not that kind of girl. Yeah, you yes, are. Yes, you are. <laughs> yeah. I just, I loved that little banter. He's falling for Sarah all over again. He and he is. knows he shouldn't, but he can't help it. I really think that that's something about all of them. Because Paul seemed to fall for Beth, and then he fell for Sarah, Donnie truly loved Allison. Delphine fell for Cosima. Um, Scott really likes Cosima outside of just having a crush on her. Mm-hmm. Mrs. S is fiercely protective of Sarah. Um, but she's also, I think she's pretty protective of Felix, too. She just doesn't have as much is. cause to be. Like, if she knew, right. it, they specifically did not talk about the fact that Felix is being framed for murder. If she knew that Felix was being framed for murder, she would have shot Paul in the face. She would have. Mm-hmm. She really would have. Because, <laughs> you know, Paul is damaging one of her, her cubs, yeah. and that is not going to happen, you know. So I, I'm, I'm really leaning towards your theory that there is something about these people that uh, causes people this such incredible loyalty and love for them, you know. Yeah. I also think how special because, like, 
Sarah says it in an earlier episode, how um, Kira's intuition she must have gotten from Cal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's true because he's very intuitive. He very much is. And he, he very, can very read is. people really well. He can, yeah. And he's a bit like and, Mrs. Uh, S because he's prepared for every situation. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's got the money to back it up. Yeah, like he's had it all planned all along. I mean, he right. he has a resource for everything. Yeah. Well, and he's he's but, ready to go to Reykjavik. Right. Who's ready to go to Reykjavik? Who's got people in Reykjavik? <laughs> one of the few Iceland's one of the few countries I don't know somebody in. <laughs> well, and then um, Sarah is also pretty intuitive, even if she shows it in different ways. I mean, you can't be a con artist for yeah. as long as she was if you can't read people. That's right. And in fact, that's what con artists, you know, live off of, is the fact that they can read people so exactly. well, better than other people. And so I think Kira just got a double dose of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like we're getting so many warning signs for Cal, but I trust him. Mm-hmm. And I trust him like I trust Mrs. S, who also is keeping stuff uh, secret from Sarah and isn't telling the whole truth. And she's dangerous, but I still trust her because I think that she's got Kira in mind. I think that she also has Sarah in mind. Oh, I definitely think she has Sarah in mind, but if she had to choose, it would be Kira. Right. But but I think that she doesn't tell, like, like we talked about before, she doesn't tell Sarah everything because she knows if she does, Sarah will bolt or do yep. something because she just, she simply, at the base of her, does not trust anyone. So yep. I think right. if Cal, if Cal, she knew that Cal knew more than, than he's saying, she would not trust him and she'd be gone. She would not leave her daughter with him. Agreed. Yeah. But I, but I do kind of understand Sarah's, bit with Mrs. S in Duncan's house oh, yeah. about not trusting him uh, because uh, like you knew you knew I was a clone you knew I was a science experiment you've known so much and you haven't told me anything I kind of don't trust you now I don't fully trust where your loyalties are yep. right and I don't trust that your loyalties are wanting to take care of me and or Kira out of love and nurturing because you're my mom and you're her grandma it could be that you want Kira for something else. Right. You want me for something else because you haven't been honest with me. And so I can see Sarah's fear, um, but uh, it's like like Nani said, I I trust Mrs. S and I trust Cal. I think they keep giving us red herrings with them so that we feel the way Sarah does. Yeah. Right. But we still get a bigger picture. Right. So what do we think of uh, Duncan being a hoarder? <laughs> and oh. what has happened to him? Why is he like that? There's something wrong. Yeah, something happened to him. I think some of it's an act. Do you think? Well, it's because it certainly seems like that with because at the end, uh, you know, what when the, he and Mrs. S are about to leave the house, you know, he's supposedly got this strange box full of personal mementos, and he just, like, rips it out and goes to the disc. Yeah. yeah, I think he didn't trust Sarah. Agreed. And so he was, oh, it's my trinkets. Right. And then once Sarah was gone, he was like, all right, Siobhan, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, well, it's not why, completely why wouldn't, why wouldn't he trust Sarah? Because Mrs. S doesn't seem to. Hmm. 
I think he doesn't trust Sarah because she's one of the clones. There's also that. Well, why wouldn't he trust? I'm I'm just asking where 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 is where would this come from that he wouldn't trust them? Because they're his. In in my opinion, I think it's because they're his experiment, and that what he wants is not necessarily what they want. And I think if they if the clones knew everything he knew, they would not be so nice to him. I mean, yeah. think okay. about it. This is the guy right. that he. He cloned you, and he set it up so that you're born all of all the different clones are being born all over the world in these different situations, and you know not all of them are good. Not it's it's there's a lot of underhanded things going on, and if I'm right about the fact that he planned for everybody not to have kids, then they're going to be mad about that. And and what other things has he done? You know, I mean, when you start playing God. Uh, people aren't really going to like you. Especially, you know, if they've, they've done that with your, your life and you, you know, had no no say in it at all. No, they're not going to like you. No. Right. But what are they going to do? I don't know. But I can understand his fear. If he feels guilty about anything he's done, that gives him reason to fear them. Not that it's a justified reason, but that would be why he'd be afraid of them. If he feels guilty about any of the stuff that he's done in creating these clones, he would be scared of the clones, is is my thinking. No, absolutely, because, I mean, when you create them, it's abstract. You don't know if it's going to work. You don't know whatever. And they're a science project. They're just clones. They're sheep. But then he raised one till the age of eight, and, oh, my God, it's a person. Yeah, and he loved her. He absolutely loved her. Yeah, see, I mean, I, the, where I'm coming from is it's, it's interesting that he only loves Rachel. He has yeah. no, doesn't seem to have any fatherly feelings for Sarah. No, no. And she's just self. I'm sorry? She, she's just self. Yeah, Sarah is just a clone. She right. is just a, pro, a project. Rachel is his daughter. Right. Which is kind of sweet. In a very wrong way. Yeah, yeah, in a very wrong way, but it's still kind of... I mean, we're talking about clones here. (laughs) Um, But I still think something has happened to him. Um, It it doesn't seem like TBI to me. Like, I don't think it happened in the accident, but something has happened. And I, I, I don't know. I feel like I don't think that this is the mind of a man that had a wife and was in charge of a whole science team. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I understand, okay, scientist, he's eccentric and, and maybe socially awkward, but I don't think that this is somebody who had a, a relationship. This does not seem like the Duncan that we see um, or that we hear filming the tapes of Rachel. Right. Well, he's also older. Well, yeah. Like, his wow. his interest in the clones could be... Um, you know, medical research. Like, he could have gotten into it because he has medical problems or there's a history of medical problems in his family, and so he's part of this cloning process because it's humans that you can experiment on. Oh, like, maybe and he has a degenerative disease that he was hoping to find, like, some answers for? Exactly. Okay. I could, I could see that. I could actually see that. That's a, that's a really good theory. Mm-hmm. And it could be something just as simple as hereditary uh, history of Alzheimer's. Yeah, yeah. Or some other form of dementia. Mm-hmm. 
I could see that. Mm-hmm. I just assumed he he seemed he seemed off because of the trauma of mm. of his life. Total he, possibility. He, yeah, you know. yeah, that could be too. That could be. I mean, they did kill his wife. Yeah, you know, and it did make him have to separate from you know his daughter who he loves. So that's pretty traumatic. Yeah. If you oh, isolate, oh, your, if you isolate, yeah, if you isolate yourself for that many years, it starts to affect your brain. Yes. Yeah. Especially with birds, because birds are evil. Yeah, birds are evil. <laughs> they are. I'm sorry. Well, and aren't there like certain diseases that can be carried in in bird feces? Yes. That affect yes. that affect your brain. <laughs> yeah, that affect your brain. Yes. Yes. Okay. And also, birds are evil. <laughs> I was I was attacked by peacocks when I was younger, so I just really hate birds. Yeah, I know. I could see why they're pretty vicious. I have a real thing. I don't I don't care for turkeys or geese, particularly geese, because yeah. they are oh man, those things they're so aggressive. They'll eat you alive. I mean, I do like flamingos, but that's partially because I grew up in a trailer, and so it's just hilarious to collect flamingos. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I don't like birds. <laughs> <laughs> so, Marion. Marion. Is that the is that the executive? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's, a, that's Michelle Forbes. Yeah. Yeah, and that's not, that isn't her name on the show. That's her old. That's her name from uh, True Blood. So. Ah. What? No, Marion. Marion is, is her name, name here. So. It's, so that was her name on True Blood too, wasn't it? Pretty sure. Yeah, I think so. Maybe. I believe it was. Well, I, she, she's, she's another uh, evil person from Battlestar Galactica, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, she is. I knew there was somewhere else that I didn't like her from. Oh. She's a really good. She's a really good actress. Don't get me wrong. She's one of those actresses that she always plays bad people or evil people who, in the beginning, seem kind of vaguely good yeah mm -hmm. but then they turn out to be really evil and she is such a good actress that i hate her but i get excited when she's in stuff because she's a really good actress i know she's going to bring something new to the show and like she's probably going to be a really interesting character and all that but i never like her characters no and i think that's because she's just such a good actress that she she just plays them so well so Uh, in true blood she was marianne marianne okay okay so pretty close, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't trust her. I don't dislike her on the same level as DeAngelis because I will never dislike anybody on that level. Yeah. <laughs> but I did think when I when she first walked onto the screen, I was like, oh, this bitch. Yep. She is. She's not gonna be good. I'm not gonna trust. I don't trust her. Nope. 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 <laughs> she's lying. But I still like her a lot more than DeAngelis. Oh, I know who she is now. She was uh, very familiar to me, but I was like, yeah, okay, I saw her in True Blood, but dude, it's Ro Laren from uh-huh. Star Trek. Oh, yeah. It's Ensign Ro Laren. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, she's gotten to be a better actress, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> she's a really good actress, yeah. I am more excited about her being on on this show now. <laughs> I hope we see more of her. Yeah. And I'll just that, imagine that her with a crinkly nose. That may or may not happen. Say again? That may or may not happen. Well, I will picture her with a crinkly nose and uh, be Oh, I know. Crinkly nose. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. Okay. I like her. I like how she handled uh, Leaky. She even gave him, like, an idea that things weren't going well for him. Yeah. Yeah. 
And yeah. and the way she handled it was so good. Yeah. I kind of love her. I don't think she's the top or even anywhere close to the top. But she's she was tall. She's taller than I think Rachel and Leaky. Yes, she is. But that's the way the show goes. Once we think we're at the top, there's always somebody else. Well, I wonder. Okay, so now getting with the idea of different implantation teams, I wonder if Rachel is in charge of this team currently, and that she's in charge of a couple of teams, and that she reports even higher. So, like, Rachel is the manager of this group, and then uh, Marianne is like district manager, and then there's more and more. Okay. Yeah, so so Rachel's got this, you know, uh, uh, this store, <laughs> and then Marion deals with all of the stores in that state. If you're gonna equate it to uh, that sort of management, correct? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, yeah, that's my that's my theory is that she's actually Marion is overseeing a couple of different teams. So if we see her again, we'll probably get more information about other implantation teams. Correct. I believe so. Possibly. I wonder if the other implantation teams are dealing with the Prolethians. I don't know. Are there Prolethians all over the world? Well, yeah, because uh, Helena was raised oh, yeah, by them. Okay. Good point. All right, fine. Go make good points then. <laughs> Did we get any Prolethian stuff in this episode? No. No. Right? But, uh, Mark was mentioned in the beginning when Paul was that's, talking to Leaky. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. But that was it. We didn't see the Prolethians. Okay. Which means that next week is going to be hell. I did like how uh, Sarah and Mrs. S kind of, like, teamed up and, and talked about their their ideas that Sarah's like, no, we need to we need to talk to Rachel as well. And, and Mrs. S is like, I'm not sure. And she says, we'll divide and conquer. And then Mrs. S goes, talks to Leaky. And she's like, yep, no, you're right. Let's see what happens. Yeah. yeah. Anarchy. Yes. Yes. So punk. <laughs> yeah, so punk. So punk. So awesome. So, did we get all this? Did we hit everything? I think we did. Yeah, I think we did. I found the, the quote. Okay. Uh, and the title is from a quote that is from Frank Francis Bacon, and it's taken from the Atlantis, uh, the New Atlantis, 1627. And it is, the end of our foundation is the knowledge of causes and the secret motions of things and the enlarging of the bounds of human empire to the effecting of all things possible. All right. All right. Uh, there was one thing I wanted to men- mention, and that is we didn't discuss Rachel's meeting with Duncan. Ooh, oh, yeah. Ooh, okay, yeah. yeah. There we go. Yeah. That was so. very sweet. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, what did you have to well, say? Well, I just, I just thought we should talk about it because, you know, we, you know up until this point, you know, <laughs> there was apparently only one place she had any feeling, and, you know, she, she starts to cry when she, when she sees her father. Yeah, and, and, and definitely it seemed it seemed real and um, not faked. Yeah, and it seems like it takes him a minute to like realize: is it? Are you really my Rachel? Yes, you are. Like he can tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is kind of sweet. Yeah, yeah, that's really sweet. And then, yeah, I really liked it. I also like uh, 
This is a, you know, anybody moves on this house and I will kill him. Yep. Love her. And she wasn't kidding. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Rachel and Duncan was really sweet. Yeah. And I'm glad that Rachel has gotten to meet Mrs. S in that capacity and sees that she does have a foe out there who's on the side of the Sestras. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or at least some of them. Yeah. So seeing how Rachel reacted to her father and the way she told Leaky goodbye, I don't think she really cared all that much about Leaky. Yeah, which is why I thought when she said she says something like nature nurture wins out, I like I was thinking, what nurture? Well, she told him not to get in his car because it would have blown up, and don't go to his house because people are waiting for him. Right, Right. but I'm just I'm just wondering why she felt she had to say that because there didn't seem to be any emotion between the two of them. He he was wasn't he raising her. The way he expected Duncan and and Susan to raise her without without any. Oh, I think I think he was, but I definitely think that even with that cold um, hand, there were still feelings. I mean, for instance, when when um, what's his face was killed in her apartment, you know, Aldous is like, you you don't have to see this, and he's trying to protect her at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. When she says, you know, leave, he comes in, he kisses her on the forehead. And it's not, you know, because he's thankful that she's giving him an option to get away. It's that he really is sad to be leaving her and that they've really, this is it for them. This is the end of their relationship. And I think he was hoping she would hug him back, but she didn't because she wouldn't allow herself. No, because she killed her mother. Well, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't hug him either. (laughs) No, no. But it's one of those things. It's like, well, there's only been one constant in your life and then you find yeah. out the reason he's been your, the only constant in your life is because he had your parents killed right right Ugh. like how that's how do you deal with that yeah how do you deal with that yeah. you get very cold and analytical exactly and give him a head start and that's it <laughs> <laughs> and that was only because she still had lingering feelings like i'm sure had she spent time away from him and and had to do it over again, she might not have given him that that lead. Yeah, she right. might, she would never even have told him. She would have just had him killed. Yeah. You know. And if she never saw him, if yeah. she had that conversation with him on the phone or whatever, I think it would have been very different. But seeing him sit there and look scared and look hurt and look confused. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Leahy is like you see it. There's 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 these type of types of people where they seem like they're everybody's friends. They seem like they're helping people. They're so optimistic, but really, deep down, they're they're horrible people, and they don't care at all. Mm-hmm. It's all about what use you have to them. And then the moment you're not kissing their butt, they suddenly feel betrayed. Yeah. Well, it's classic. It's classic sociopath behavior. Uh, most yeah. sociopaths are very. Uh, socially uh, popular in the depth that they just they just don't really care about anybody yeah you know but they certainly can give the illusion that's true that's true <sighs> all right so do we want to start with quotes or scenes something tells uh, me quotes. we're all going to have the same scene <laughs> <laughs> okay so why don't we do quotes 
Lynette, I just have one. It's Kira saying it was loose anyway. <laughs> Nutty? It's an Allison. I can't go to jail, Felix. I don't have the temperament. The shower? <laughs> if they touch me, I will cut them. <laughs> yeah. I love that because she's like all panicked and scared and then she just gets all scary. I will cut them. I will cut yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. Don't have the temperament. That was one of my quotes too. That was great. And that was one of mine as well. <laughs> <laughs> Janice, go ahead. Okay, the, um, Paul comes in to tell uh, Leaky that he hasn't found Duncan and Leaky's, whatever he's looking at on the screen, he says, oh, we're creating um, synthetic amniotic fluid for an artificial womb i gotta have a a, you know i gotta have a a a hobby and paul says i like pottery yeah (laughs) that was really good that was good um felix after vic (laughs) face plants under the table oh he looks like he's molested by l yes (laughs) That one was it was just so good. That was awesome. So, favorite scene, Lynette. Oh, favorite scene. I think we're all gonna have a favorite scene, so I'll let you guys go ahead and talk about that one. Uh, I just have to think here. I'm gonna have to go with my favorite scene is is the head dive into the into the table. That was that was classic. That was perfect. Even though my favorite scene is all the one we all think of. <laughs> All right, Nutty. Um, I think my favorite scene is when uh, Dr. Leakey gets shot by Donnie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when Followed I was... by a close second of face planting into glitter. Yeah, yeah those those are really close. Yeah. Um, Janice? Uh, I like the scene um, at the beginning where um, uh, Vic and Allison are making the place mass, and, and she says, I, ha- I have to tell someone something, and he's going, and he, or she doesn't quite want to tell him, and he's like, "Oh, it's it's good to get it off your chest." And she says, "Okay, I slept with Ainsley, and or no, I slept with Ainsley's husband in the parking lot." And Vic is like, "Oh yeah, okay, fine." And then she says, "And then I killed her." And Vic is like, "Whoa!" <laughs> it was good. I also um, love the where he's like trying to explain it away. He's like, "So like she she choked like on a piece of chicken." No, right? yeah, not like no, on a piece of like, chicken. Yeah. <laughs> No. She was clawing at the counter and I didn't do anything. And his eyes are like saucers. He's just like, oh, my God. And then she's like, oh, you're right. That does feel really nice to say out loud. I need you for my tins. <laughs> <laughs> and he's so scared right. looking. Yeah. So my top three were taken. Uh, I'm going to go with Siobhan talking to Leaky. Mm. Uh, because that was just such a good power play on Siobhan's part, and Dr. Leakey acting like he had some pull and he could affect the situation at all. Right, exactly, yes. was great, um, and just, I really love Siobhan. Uh, so anytime she gets to be visible, I get really excited. Mm-hmm. All right, so clone and non-clone, Lynette? Oh, my Favorite non-clone is going to have to be Donnie. Vic runs a close second, but Donnie really wins it for me on this one. He really does. And my favorite clone, oh, I'm thinking, I'm not sure. Uh, I think it's going to be Allison. I think Allison is really just, she was so entertaining this whole, this whole episode that she was, the pieces she was in. 
She's just she great. have a really good episode, yeah. Yeah. So those are my favorites, clones and non-clones. All right, Nutty? Yeah, I think I got to go the same way. It's got to be Donnie. I mean, Donnie is... Not only did he kill Leaky, and not only does he turn out to be the good guy when he discovers that, oh, my God, these people have been doing horrible things to my wife, and this is not what I thought was happening, but his role-playing, <laughs> yes. as inappropriate as it was oh. in front of the kids, was just so fantastic. Him doing Allison, he oh, should be doing great. community theater. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was really good. And I have yeah. to go with Allison just because she was so much more fun. I mean... This was a really good Allison episode. Yeah. yeah, Sarah did some really cool things, some really badass things, and Kasima had a lot of stuff going on, and I definitely loved... Uh, I know we did quotes already, but I love Kasima's, you know, my lab, my body, my science, get out. Yeah, um, yeah. So I give her kudos for that, but Allison just did so much in this episode, so it has to be Allison. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Janice? Okay. Um, I, unfortunately, I have to pick Donnie as, as well as the <laughs> as favorite non-clone. I mean, he just, he just seemed like more of a person in this episode. He's just, just the acting he had to do, you know, when he saw two, two people look, who look like his wife and, um, his, you know, how upset he was with Leaky. Um, and the way they leave that last scene, you know, they don't actually show. You just see Donnie and blood. It was great. Um, for clone, I'm going to pick Sarah. I mean, it's hard to choose between Sarah and Allison, but I'm picking Sarah because she had to be Allison. And I just love that, that transition when like I said before, the counselor knocks on the door and suddenly the voice changes and the walk changes and she's Allison and then she's trying to be Allison role-playing with Donnie. I just thought that was great. So it's Sarah, but kind of as Allison. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so I totally agree that uh, this is a really good Donnie episode, but uh, Siobhan did some really good things in this episode too, and so I'm going to go ahead and give it to Siobhan. Um, it tied with Vic, that face plant. Yeah, the poor guy. Yeah, it's great. Try trying to get clean, and it's gonna be all fucked up now. Uh, but I, uh, um, I really think Siobhan did some important stuff, and we saw a little bit more about her again, which I really, really like. And then for Clone, I'm gonna go with Sarah, uh, because she did a really good Allison impersonation and just lost it because she couldn't hold on to three characters. <laughs> um and uh. And also just how cute she is with Cal, because I think she really does have feelings for Cal. And just her trying to save her sisters and and all that kind of stuff. Um, And how cute she was when she answered the phone and something was wrong with Cosima and she caused. Like, it was just so sisterly. And so I'm going to go with Sarah. Okay. Cool. Uh, Rating. Lynette. Okay, so I'm going to take off a point for what we talked about before. So I'm going to get a whole point. So I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. Uh, the Tooth Fairy is on her way. Very nice. Nutty? Yeah, I'm going to have to give it a uh, 9 out of 10 Demented Elves as well, uh, taking off the point for the same reason. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Janet? Um, yeah, 9 out of 10 um, 
pairs of nine-fingered gloves. Oh, yay. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, while I agree it has the point taken off, it really gets a lot of points for Leaky's death and just the way it was done. So I'm going to go ahead and give it 9.5 spiked teas. Um, so please, and, if they ever if they ever get rid of DeAngelis, I predict it's going to be an 11 out of 10 episode for you. <laughs> You're not will, happy with Leaky being gone. I will be so. I will post happy selfies on the page. <laughs> like, oh my god, guess what happened? Ah! <laughs> um. So yeah. So. So feedback. Um. Feedback. Yes. Go. You start. Okay. Hey guys, even Vic is scared of Allison when she tells him about killing Ainsley. <laughs> Poor Allison has been betrayed again. No wonder she has trust issues. Rachel's dad is completely nutty. I don't know what Cal is up to, but I don't trust him anymore. And now it appears someone is onto him. I don't think he's working for Dyad, but I don't think his only motive is helping Sarah. I love that Allison's fears about jail are about the fact that she would cut people in the shower if they touched her. <laughs> her mind is a scary place. I have no idea where Paul's loyalties lie at this point. He could be working for anyone. So, Cosimo will die without Kira's help? Good thing Kira is so smart. I love that she pulled her tooth for Aunt Cosimo. Yay for Sarah playing Allison again. It's been much too long. Vic seriously wanted an apology from Sarah? Sarah's worst nightmare must be speaking in front of all of those people. The fact that you can tell it is Sarah playing Allison is just amazing. Please give this woman an Emmy. Mrs. S. had me going for a minute. I really thought she was turning on Sarah again. I can't keep track of who is backstabbing, who is backstabbing who. Thick with glitter all over him is the best. So, Donnie isn't some evil mastermind? Not that I ever really believed he was. But he does get to kill Leaky in the end. The surprises never end. What does this mean for Cosima? Maybe this will force Rachel to become an actual person. They did such a good job at making me like Helena. I believe they can do it for her, too. I had to watch this one twice in order to have coherent thoughts. Amazing. Until next time, Heidi. All right, and then from the Facebook page, we have uh, Katrin Mills, who said, how about that ending? Uh-huh. That she didn't see that coming. I know I didn't. And then Harold Wallen said, I recently heard on another podcast that the stunt double for Vic broke his nose during the face plant scene. And then Harold went on to say, I will miss Dr. Leakey. I wish we got to see more. We got to see more of him in season two. Do you remember when Delphine was in his hotel room? It's hard to remember since there really wasn't any follow up to that. Yeah. So now both Allison and Donnie are guilty of homicide, whether you call it reckless, negligent or something else. Which one was the worst? On the one hand, Donnie actively sought out Leaky with a loaded gun and waved it in his face. But I have to go with Allison, because all she had to do was flip the switch and Ainsley would still be alive. Yes. And Kira pulling out her own tooth to help her aunt Cosima is the best. Agreed on all, all right. counts. Yeah, definitely okay. Allison is worse. Yeah. Agreed. Okay, so uh, info time, uh, podcast listeners. So on Saturday... April 11th, because I can count days, on Saturday, April 11th, beginning at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time, the email will be open for sign-ups for Season 2. So it'll be for Season 3. 
it will be just like we did for season two. So first come, first serve. Since it is a new season and we're all going to be newbies from here on out, it's just really about picking a number that appeals to you. So if it's you just want to be a guest host, uh, you can put that in and say you can be filler for whatever somebody else doesn't call. Or if you really have a specific number in mind, for whatever reason, you can do that as well. So make sure you send us an email starting at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. First first come, first serve for episode. Wait, 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 wait. Liz, it's it's Eastern Daylight Time, right? I assume that's what you mean. Oh, is it called? Okay. Because we switched the clocks already. Oh, yeah. It is Eastern Daylight Time. So... East Coast time. Well, most East Coast time because isn't it, doesn't Illinois still not do it? That was Indiana, and they've changed. Or Indiana. They do oh, it. they changed. Yeah. Okay, they changed. Yeah. So yeah, so it's Eastern Daylight Time. Eastern Daylight Time. So twelve noon Eastern Daylight Time. And um, as soon as we get the emails coming in, and I can sort through them and figure out who has what, I will post it on the Facebook page. Also, we are going to be doing many podcasts in the next two weeks to get us ready for season three. So we will be doing um, the next episode, which is episode eight, um, uh, this Thursday. Then we'll be doing episode nine on next Monday as opposed to episode eight. And then we will be doing episode ten the following Friday. So I will post all that on the Facebook page. You'll probably see it before this goes up so that you can get in any feedback that you want to send in um, at the right times. So if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, the Facebook page and the email are always open. Uh, Anything else we have, ladies? No, I think that's it. All right. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you for Episode 8. Bye. Bye. And thank you, Nutty, for being amazing, as always. Thanks for having me.